0: Matt, are you gonna do Sick. a bracket again this year? Uh, oh yeah,
1: yeah. That'll be out by the end of the night. Uh, invites for the for March Madness pool, nice for sure.
2: I'll, I'll get my dad to do it again. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I'll try to get Jerry
1: on it too. do dude, the more the merrier. Yeah,
2: I think um... that's that's Mary's thing. <laughs> <laughs> we we should take part in one sports thing. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: hers. All right, we're taping. Got our beverages. Got our quest. Got everybody here. Y'all set?
3: I think we're we ready. <clears throat> all right. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. Okay, oh, okay. yeah, we no, no. yeah. We have so much written down, but he doesn't have this written down. No, 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 no because I, I thought about it, like, right before Tim showed up, and okay. I have time to print it out. Um, okay. All right. <clears throat> all right. Welcome to Bros. You're not you when you're hungry. My name is Matt Casnell, and I am joined, <laughs> as I always am, by my bros in Rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey, guys. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. Across from me, live and in person, Mr. Tim Hanson.
4: Buenos dias.
1: And joining us for the first time as a guest here on the Brosé podcast, live, in person, direct, <laughs> from the mean streets of Westchester, Pennsylvania, Mr. Vince Guida. Yeah. What's going on, man? How's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for joining us. It's a lovely Sunday it's... afternoon.
3: He's also the illustrious Vince Gotti because he's been brought up a few times. This is true. Yeah, you <laughs> have mentioned on the, the show.
1: Storied. Um, uh you've, you've been brought up on the show. And uh, since you've obviously listened to the show, as we instructed you to do.
0: Oh, yes, I, I have. I've you absolutely to every know. Episode. So
1: if, if this is the first time you're listening to the show, as it is for Vince, uh, <laughs> there, there's a lot of cool stuff about the show that I would definitely be able to tell you about if I had my sheet in. In front of me um like like for example where you can get the show which includes itunes google stitcher spotify soundcloud and this is a prize for you guys too tune in radio which i just got us on this week yeah i did see that tune in baby <laughs> all <laughs> <It's> right very, <laughs> most well known for like TuneIn is best known for if you're out of town and really want to listen to WIP or something. Oh, okay, okay. You can get it on TuneIn. So we're now available on TuneIn and anywhere else you really you can get podcasts. And if you have questions for us, because the point of the show is, of course, to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything, you can send them to us at brosequestions at gmail.com. Um, Before we get going, though, uh, we have a a new bro with us today, Mr. Gaida, and now, if you guys will remember, the first time we did this show, uh, we did Two Truths and a Lie to... To introduce ourselves to the audience. <laughs> it haunts me to this day. I, I, <laughs> I, Lord, I don't like where this is going uh, Don't worry. No, no, listen, listen, and I didn't tell you to do Two Truth, Truths and a Lie, and that's fine, because I thought we'd try something a little bit different with you. Oh, um, instead of doing Two Truths and a Lie, I, I actually, uh, and again, you guys don't know this, I went out and, and, and solicited specific questions for the guest, uh, I did not tell anybody who the guest was, but I got special questions uh, directed towards us, but really geared towards the guest. And so I'd like to, to bring them up today in a segment that I'm going to call Know Your Bro. All right, Vince, are you ready for this? No, I'm not. All right. It. The first question is from uh, listener Jiff Choosy, and it says, which one of you is most likely to root against your hometown football team because it would, because it would benefit your fantasy football team? Uh, Vince, your thoughts? Definitely me. Definitely you? Definitely me. Okay, alright, because you did that earlier this year.
0: And you know what? I yeah. won my fantasy football league this year, so...
1: Great, awesome. So gonna, what is awesome. awesome. Are we going to get sold. three hours of this time? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next question. Um, this one is called, What are your thoughts on people who bring up the fact that they won a fantasy football championship to defend their inexcusable <laughs> actions? <laughs> Personally, I think that the lowest of the low, but I would love to hear your guest's opinion on this. And uh, this is from Vince's mom, actually. That was a very specific question. Vince, your thoughts.
0: Um, something tells me you knew exactly how I was going to answer so you know your (laughs) are bro.
1: The next one. Uh, Hey Vince, you remember that time you brought a can of Yingling into work because you thought it was a Diet Coke (laughs) and then you proceeded to walk from the back of the store all the way to the front carrying a can of beer in front of all your customers and employees before you realized what you did?
0: Uh, I do actually and it's not my fault that the can of beer was mixed in with my soda when I grabbed it all out of the fridge that morning.
1: (laughs) Well listen, I mean, you could have (laughs) looked. It could have but I thought it was all soda. By the way, that's not a question. I just felt like bringing that up. This um, is
3: absolutely the first time I've heard this story. Who's yeah. gonna
0: drink a 12-ounce can of beer? Like I thought it was all soda cans.
4: No. Was it a Yingling light? Uh, probably. So this is your. <laughs> it's no, no, yeah.
0: no. it definitely Matt's fault. We were living together. This this next question yeah, is from. Uh, light, <laughs> this
1: next question is from uh, an individual named decky Benorcia, and it's called. <laughs> it says, orange bad hat, bad hat color or the worst hat color.
0: Uh, something tells me you did not actually ask Becky about this. Well, no, I asked Decky about this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. Um, orange it can be a very bad hat color. It yes. can also be a very good hat
1: color. Is it a good hat color when you're wearing it? Yes. Be careful about how you answer this. For <laughs> yes. Instance. Okay, all right. Uh, And the last question is, can your guest please go straighten up and face the shelves on aisle 6A? The Incontinence products are all (laughs) over the place. And this is from uh, Larry J. Merlo, the CEO of CBS.
0: I swear to God, if we get on a retail rant, I probably won't stop for like 50 minutes. (laughs) How about the receipts? Yeah, yeah. let's have some
1: strong talk about the length of the receipts. Call back to episode (laughs) 1.1. Anyway, so that's uh, Know Your Bro. Thanks very much, Vince. Uh, Appreciate you going through those questions with us. (laughs) The listeners wanted to know. <laughs> All right. Uh so, before we get into the questions for rosé uh for this episode, episode 9.1. Holy crap. Uh before we do that though, let's discuss the wines that we brought with us. Uh who would like to start?
3: You know, I'll go first. All right, Rich. I am drinking uh, Nectar Sweet Rosé. It's got a bee on it, so it's got the animal theme. Sure. And you know what? I really want to push this just because like it says, thank you. A portion of the proceeds for each bottle of nectar wine supports research to improve pollinator health and conservation. So this helps with bees. So I'm happy about this wine. And it tastes really good.
2: Good. Happy about them bees.
3: Yeah.
1: Helps the pollination of the bees. Uh, Tim, what are you drinking today?
4: Uh, I am drinking Mediterranean Soul. Okay. So circa 2014. Uh, it's pretty good so far. It's got a mix of uh Pinot Noir grapes and gr- grenache, I think is what it said. Yes. And something else that I can't even begin to pronounce. <laughs> but uh it's good. It's it's definitely towards that Pinot Noir taste that I already mm-hmm. love in actual Pinot Noir. So yeah. I'm digging it so far.
1: Similarly, I brought in a uh Barossa Grenache Rose loose end, and I specifically took the advice of uh that, that Sean brought up to us when we, we did our last episode it was eight dot two actually, when okay, we were last yeah. together. Um, and when you were reading the book on rosé from Jennifer Simonetti Bryan at Gen Wine Master on Twitter, uh, you would, the the quiz that we took recommended that I would be best to drink a a rich rosé, maybe with a little bit of fruit. And, and Grenache seems to be, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Grenache seems to be the element that goes into a lot of rich rosés. So uh, there we are. Sean, what are you drinking?
2: Okay, so I'm drinking the Palm by Whispering Angel. And in spite of the fact that I read that book in, specifically to get better about No <laughs> Wine, I just picked it because the, the like the the, the the label has like a really golden girls theme yeah. like yeah. aesthetic. And yeah, I think totally. that's why I picked it. It goes with your nails as it's well. It's very pastel
3: it was, colored it, yes. pink
2: it, and it, it yeah. symbolizes eighties Florida very well. One one million percent. <laughs> but it doesn't have any tasting notes, but I found them online. So I'm gonna tell you what my tasting notes are. Ooh. The palm is a blend of Grenache. Sinsault and Syrah made from grapes which are selected from the best vineyards uh, in the Appellation mm-hmm. Couteau d'Aix-en-Provence. Okay. Uh, it's pale pink with green hues, both of which are clear and very expressive. Ooh. Great aromatic freshness on the nose, followed by a more subtle fruity notes on the palate. The freshness is coupled with exceptional length and roundness. Ooh, Crisp and swap. It's a long boy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a long boy. And it, a ha- it is. It is so far very good. Some of the reviews I read online because it didn't have any tasting looks, I'm like, what should I expect? Uh, were like it's not sweet at all, but that's a lie. It tastes like a fruit pastry.
3: Oh, okay. Like,
1: okay.
2: Like one of those like one of those Italian cookies with like the cherry in the middle. That's what it tastes like. Okay. It's mm-hmm. really good. Uh
1: Mr. Guido, what are you drinking?
2: I uh decided to go local. Mm. Um I got a
0: Chad's Ford wine here called Sunset Blush. Okay. I will read the back for you. This refreshing, delicately sweet rose with a fruit cup. With a fruit cup nose of grapefruit, peaches, and strawberries is simply irresistible. At Chaz Ford Winery, we like to say, don't drink, drink light wines in the summer, drink full-bodied reds in the winter, and drink sunset blush anytime the sun goes down. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh.
1: <laughs> Rosé after dark. All right. Uh, so I have here in my hand the first envelope with one single shamrock on it because, guys, it's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, hey. day. Hey. Hey,
3: leave it to uh two of us to not be wearing green. <laughs> yeah, I got
1: green on here. I got the Eagles logo. Uh. I got a great... So all Rich right, is wearing fine. a Loki Charms uh, yeah. t-shirt. Loki Charms. That's uh, nice. ja- Sean is wearing his Green Lantern t-shirt. <laughs> an old standby. Yeah. Uh, your, what What is yours, Tim?
4: <laughs> Mine's a Hot Topic t-shirt that just says screw this. Or, Does it say screw this? Yeah, screw this. I'm going to Ireland. <laughs> I wanted one that said uh, feck this because it would have uh, been funny. Oh yeah, feck yeah. this. Yeah, of course. Feck this, I'm going to Ireland. Yeah, it's, got,
1: it's got green text on it so it mm. kind of counts. Uh, I'm wearing a, a Philly sports uh, t-shirt that has the logos of all four teams but the leave the eagles logo is on there so there's like a speck of green like right here in the outline of the bird just barely just, just, barely. just barely uh and vince of course is going with classic irish rock band Up uh, muse <laughs> <laughs> it. i'm
0: italian i don't like <laughs> fair enough so, uh, so, so
1: am i and i don't mind it <laughs> so this is round one of uh three this is, of course means that we are on the first glass of rose that we are drinking today and uh this is the first round of questions submitted by the audience are, are you gentlemen ready for the first round here we go alright let's get it on again one shamrock on here Uh, no message today so the message I'm going to send is uh, drink responsibly it's St. Patrick's Day there's a lot of amateur drunks out there today
2: this is coming out two weeks after (laughs) (laughs) St. Patrick's Day listen it's New
1: Jersey there's a lot of amateur drunks no matter what so the first question
2: (laughs) I want to just say your envelope is impeccable you you opened it from the middle somehow
1: (laughs) A gigantic bear hand. Well, the, the Much best like part stairs. is he
0: didn't even rip the question, but he mangled that okay. up. <laughs> yeah. this, this question, like stairs,
1: Matt takes envelopes like a champ. <laughs> Just like I take stairs. This question is five lines long. Uh, it comes from one Mr. Francis Riley II. It says, "Bros, recently a federal judge in Texas ruled that a male-only draft violates the equal protection provisions of the U.S. Constitution." Basically, the judge said that times have changed and women are now able to serve in combat roles, which was unheard of when the Military Selective Service Act was passed. Assuming the draft system stays in place, should women now be forced into selective service? Um, my opinion is no. Just get rid of the selective service. Like I'm, I'm done with the selective service. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I think if you're going to have mm-hmm. it, then yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I I, 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 I'm on the same aspect with sean and you guys is like you not we don't need it anymore but if you're gonna have it mm-hmm. everyone should be on it yeah
0: i i agree with what you guys said yeah my my only thing with that though is if women are drafted there has to be some sort of exceptions for them um specifically like you know they're caretakers for children or this and that i know men do have those situations, but i feel like women are more I don't want to say prone, but
1: it's more of a traditional thing. Yeah,
0: you know, there's only yeah, (laughs) (laughs) there's only blank.
1: There we go. Uh, Tim, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, I mean,
4: there is real no point, really no point to having it anymore. Uh, The likelihood that we will ever use it again is so minimal Mm -hmm. because we already have such a thriving military very robust yeah massively Mm -hmm. underpaid uh if anything i would say get rid of it Mm -hmm. if we kept it yes i think it should encompass everything because like i I understand the traditional point which is why they aren't in in the first place (laughs) yeah it's like no you stay at home you take care of the household but uh the world is completely different it's 2019 like we're beyond that that if we keep it yeah i would say include it if we get rid of it cool all for (laughs) that too uh but if anything i think and this is going to be a very unpopular opinion mandated military service to an extent Mm, i don't know about that Uh, so why why do you why do you say uh one i think it solves the issue entirely because everyone and and the idea of mandated military service isn't i want you to go fight in a war for x amount of time like not the four-year thing that most people sign up for but more so like kind of what South Korea does. It's like, all right, yeah, you're part of the service for a couple of years, but you very well could be a desk jockey or doing something else. Um,
1: it's like you had X number of years, almost like, I think it, doesn't Italy do this? Or there's, no, there's, there's a lot is, Israel do this. does it? A yeah. significant portion uh, of the Scan- world does this. Scandinavian countries, yeah. which, which is, which is
2: uh, why they don't have as much gun violence as we do because mm, they all have to take. They all are trained with weapons. Exactly, which
4: is a part of my reasoning behind it is yeah. um, when we did our whole uh, gun control conversation. More or less, the, the conversation always comes back to comparing us to other countries and like. Well, they have lax rules, and they do this, and it's like, yeah, because you had to serve. Yeah. You have more respect, because more or less, a lot of your own personal control in your life mm-hmm. is kind of taken away. That's, so, a, that's a really interesting
1: point, yeah. So
0: what I think plays into it is that the U.S. has such a military-industrial complex. Um, the fact that we spend more money on defense than the top next top 20 countries combined, I think plays into that. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of agree with you and I kind of don't.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I, not sure how the finances would work out yeah, at all, I but the think, problem with a lot of our like financing for the military industrial complex is that has nothing to do with our actual military and everything to do with, we're going to pay Boeing. Yeah, a shit ton of money to build a ship or yeah. build us a new plane, even though we haven't used the well, last three they made us. Yeah,
1: Create like yeah. a new stealth bomber that's never going to be used but, or something like we that. We didn't use the last two. Yeah, yeah, and
0: so, that's billions of dollars. Yeah, and the de- defense department's paying for that. So I, I feel I, it'd be interesting if we didn't spend as much on the military. I think it would be more of a real realistic proposition, but. Where we stand as a country right now, I don't think it's... Oh, yeah. Right now, no. It's, it's done. There's
4: no
1: way. John Kerry brought this up, I think, about a year or two ago, and it was kind of a strange comment for him, but he obviously, John Kerry's been in the military. For, he was in the military for a long time. He has, has three Purple Hearts, which uh, I don't know if you knew this, but he mentioned it a million times when he was running for president, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but he, he mentioned that, like, hey, you know, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to have a draft, and I... I I can't tell you, I, I can't say that I can name the paper or anything like that, but there's been substantial research that indicates that in terms of military effectiveness, like a willing army is sort of the most effective army. Like if you're, you know, armies that are primarily built by drafting citizens are not going to be as effective as militaries that are full of people who voluntarily go in. But I'm interested by what you were saying, Tim, the idea that military service gets you Makes you more responsible as a, as a gun owner or makes you just well, more not, comfortable around weaponry? Not even,
4: not even just that. That's just kind of a byproduct. Um, my experience with a lot of people outside of anyone who's been related to military service and compared to those who do have a family history that or serve themselves is a lot of things come up with, oh, all of these things that are going wrong in my life are somebody else's fault. That absolutely does happen with people who have served. But they're more likely to take accountability for, yeah, I did this dumb thing. Here are the results. Yes, this sucks, but I'm not going to blame this on the government or I'm not going to blame this on the rich guy down the street. I don't know. I I think
0: that also plays into um, our healthcare system and the way that we cope with certain things as society, at least in the United States. I agree. Like you guys mentioned... You know, Scandinavian countries do that. They also have a much more solid base for you as a citizen than we do here in the U.S. Yeah.
1: So anyway, that's why women should be. <laughs> <laughs> uh Any other closing thoughts? Because I think that that's that was a pretty good discussion. But do you have any closing thoughts on the draft, selective service, anything like that?
2: No, I think I think everybody pretty much came down. We I don't think none of us think that a draft is helpful, or we or that we should have one. Right now.
1: not oh, right and, now. Uh, like, I think yeah. there's, there's, some, there's some middle ground, because I think, Tim, you were saying maybe it's useful, or... Well, you you're, you're right.
2: saying that military service in general is useful, because it's forced responsibility and discipline, which I think a lot of right. people need. Yeah. And it's helpful, it's just the kind of, <clears throat> like, people are like that. They like to have that kind of...
4: But overall, I'm kind of in agreement that we have no real purpose for the draft no. at this point. It's no. just, if we keep it, yes, it should be everyone. No. There's no need now. But we, we don't need
1: it. No. Yeah. We, we spend so much money on... Like, we're, we're getting to the point where, like, mi- like this is speaking from a position of complete ignorance, but just based on the technology and based on the amount of money we're spending on the military, I could easily see a situation where like a lot of military action is done either remotely via drone or like it already
0: is. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like it's,
1: it's already starting now, but like in terms of like boots on the ground casualties, like the more we can limit that, the better. And we're spending enough money on the technology for it that I would love to speak to a military expert on this, but I would imagine we're spending enough money on it where we're trying to get rid of that, that possibility of of fewer human casualties
4: yeah and with the evolution of warfare you just don't need that many bodies yeah exactly like that's the distinct difference between world war one world war two and now is Mm -hmm. more or less it's just like haha we got a shit ton more people than you we are more likely to win yeah like if you look at um, out of ten yeah whoever has the most numbers is gonna work yeah sans like uh i can never remember the battle of 300 is actually based on but sans that or sans like some shit in uh, Greece.
1: Yeah, and even if you look at the cat, like if you look at the casualties for the Iraq War, the war in Afghanistan, it prolonged over a 14 year period, I don't remember the exact numbers, and they're in the thousands. Like they're 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 not insignificant. Like they're the any any death in a war is a terrible death, but you compare that to the casualties from World War II, and it's you know Russia lost millions of people mm-hmm. in World War II. Yep, yep. like it's it's crazy. Um. Anyway, so yeah, thanks, for, thanks, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Brad. Uh. So, uh, moving on. To uh this is a question from uh John Turchich. And what is so?
2: it's it's
1: Tercich. Okay. John Tercich. All right, John T <laughs> <laughs> writes in uh what is what we're going very heavy on. More heavy subjects here. This is shorter. It just says, what is worst? Redlining or zip code school districts? So this is a little bit more of a domestic issue. Um returning into the politics show here on the yeah. I don't know podcast. what either
4: of these things are.
1: So redlining is the idea that you're it's it's like a it's a financial issue. It's a, it's like where banks basically determine interest rates or uh, or loan eligibility by zip code or by where you live. So basically is it worse is what is worse uh, banks lending to people based on their, their zip code and demographics or school districts being different based yeah. on zip code. So what and would, what one
2: of the, the easiest to understand examples of redlining would be that if you're a person living in the inner city, you wouldn't qualify in for a bank loan to move out. So you wouldn't be able to move to the suburbs, and what? And if you look now, like just look at the like the population breakdown of the suburbs—all white people.
1: Yeah, and I will like, point out that redlining is still is technically illegal. Like yeah, it is it, it is it illegal is, now. There's a federal regulations against it.
2: But it's it's one of those it things. That's hard. You're, it's hard to really. You can't yeah. really prove it.
4: That's a yeah. big issue with a lot of things. Is like, I mean, you can't prove that that's why we. No,
1: you can't prove. You'd have to prove it over the course of time, like saying, "Hey, if you went to you know Bob's bank, you know." In this instance, Bob's Bank is a multi-billion dollar industry uh, or corporation, you know, you'd have to prove it over the course of like, hey, you never loaned people in like like uh, Flint or you, something like that. You
3: would need two exactly same people with exactly the same scores just living in two different areas yeah. to go to the same bank yes. on the same day and talk to the same person. Mm. Like it's so hard to prove. I, I To answer the question, I really do think that would be worse than mm-hmm. – uh, zip code school district is what, what,
0: what it mm-hmm. said. Yeah, so what was the question again?
1: So the question is, what is worse, redlining or zip code school districts? I, I'm assuming that he's referring to just school districts in general. Like somebody, if you if you live on one side of a, of a county line, you go to a different school than another person. And it might be, you know, if you live in one part of Wilmington, you might be going to a terrible school. But if you're going to another part, if you live like in northern Wilmington, you're going to a much better school district or something like that. Um, I, I believe that is what he is going for here.
2: Yeah, it's well it's that you have uh like property taxes in Haddon Heights are pretty high. Therefore mm-hmm. our school districts are like our schools are pretty good, but mm-hmm. the property taxes in I guess like Mount Ephraim are probably lower mm-hmm. and then the schools aren't as good based yeah. on Okay. That. So then I think that's what
3: somebody who lives in Mount Ephraim can't go to a school in Haddon Heights even though it might be a better school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they because, might be closer. Right. I, yeah. So, I mean I I I felt I felt that when I was going to high school, I was three blocks away from the school for Haddonfield, Mm -hmm. but I lived in Collingswood and had to walk a a half a mile to school every day. We had no busing because we were a small district. And I, I honestly think redlining would would be a much worse thing. Like both those schools are relatively good schools in in general anyway, Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't have been a terrible difference.
2: Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, but I think I think the issue is should we fund schools equally? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Should, should every and that's that's what he's saying. Basically, basically it's it's the choice between not letting people out of the inner city because you're not going to allow them to have mm-hmm. uh, and then it kind of flows down I think to the school. So I think redlining is worse only because it's kind of at the top. Yes. Yeah. like yeah. what in terms of it issues it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's what starts this kind of avalanche of injustice yeah. further down yeah. and yeah. then you know should you I mean yeah, I think you, we should
3: we're we're just generally trying to decide right now which is the lesser of two weeks yeah yeah i
2: think that so they're both bad yeah yeah but i think redlining is is worse because it's a root problem as opposed to kind of a because what i think you have redlining which led to more affluent people moving out of the cities into the suburbs and then, then they were you were able to charge more to have better schools and so mm-hmm. then just and then it just keeps going yeah and so i think it's
1: what are your guys thoughts on like School choice or voucher programs, because this is a this is a big Best, Betsy DeVos thing, and Betsy DeVos has been uh, dragged for a variety of reasons, <laughs> uh, including the the school choice thing. I will say that I don't think Betsy DeVos is the most intelligent person on the planet by any stretch of the imagination, but I typically come down on the side of, of, of as a proponent of school choice, and I, I'm curious to see what you guys think. about You mean about like
2: that. having charter schools? Yeah, like
1: the, the charter schools. I tend to, I tend to support charter schools. Okay, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm genuine like. It's one of those things where if you're going to have somebody who has the option of, of going to a school, like if, if you're stuck in a school district that is t- that is perpetually underfunded, that I, I tend to believe you should have the ability to either get voucher money from the government in order to pay for to go to a charter school that's better and will help you get out of those circumstances. But I, I understand that that's a controversial opinion. I'm very open to hear thoughts.
0: So my opinion to that is – why should the government be offering voucher programs and not putting in the money to make that school district better so that okay. you want to send your child to it? Mm-hmm. That's I, interesting. I yeah. think that's the biggest counter argument to it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I think so. The, the issue with the issue that I have with charter schools is that they are given the opportunity to not uh, disallow students from coming. And so, what you end up seeing so- sometimes is that you will have a bunch of people going to the charter school because it's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then what they will do is saying, "Oh, we don't have the services for disabled students," and then just hoisting them on the on the and they will mm-hmm. use. So here here, <laughs> here is here is what the issue is. Okay, you get charter schools are 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 um, given money from the government based upon their student population, so okay. how many kids they have. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they will grab a bunch of kids. They, this is our population. After the deadline passed to report it, they'll be like, oh, "Actually, we don't have the ability to handle a lot of these kids. Generally, kids with disabilities, mm-hmm. and because that helps with their, mm-hmm. uh, with their optics of how like how many kids are going to school. They'll ship them off to public schools, which have gotten less funding now because they those kids weren't enrolled; mm-hmm. they were enrolled in the charter school. Mm-hmm. The charter school is getting more money for less kids, mm-hmm. whereas the public schools are
1: getting less. So that seems money like it, like, but that seems to be like an issue. Like if like that could be." You can. That you can, can be solved dealt, with. The you can government regulate changing. that. Yeah, yeah you can change that. And but like, I, I know but the that's point how
2: of, it is right now, and that's yes. why right now mm-hmm. I think the charter school system is a little bit broken because that is a is a way that a lot right. of charter schools are taking advantage of the system.
1: Right, and that's interesting. I, I I genuinely I'm I'm a little bit of a babe in the woods with this kind of thing. I I know the little bits that I've read. Yeah. But I, that seems to me like okay, that might not necessarily be a problem with the idea of a charter school. It is a problem with the execution. Exactly. a is, is problem with, I. Listen, I, I, I lived in Newark and Delaware for three and a half years. Uh, Delaware has no uh, sales tax, and you can tell when you go to one of the public schools yeah. there that, that they don't have any sales tax because there's no money for anything in the public schools. Meanwhile, there are several very good charter schools in the area, and while I'm sure that they have some of the issues that you're discussing, I think that the idea of them being a, a viable alternative for people who are trying to get out of a, a shitty public school system, I I, yeah. I think that's a that, that's a very plausible alternative. Yeah. Um, and you, and you, yeah. you
2: might, you might disagree because of where you are, mm-hmm. uh, but I think, I think, you know, federalizing the, cause I think right now the way it is, it's that that's how inequity begins is at, sure. at the school, at like grade school level. Sure. And so I think if we were to federalize and it, you can disagree and that's fine, but I think, yeah. And you know,
1: but I think in, the, in this case, I think the red, uh, the, when you were talking about which one's worse, redlining versus the zip code, uh, school districts, I think re- I would absolutely take redlining as mm-hmm. the more serious issue because I think. Lack of redlining solves a lot of yeah. these problems. It, it makes the inequity between school districts better. It, it maybe limits the, the need for charter schools, but I, I think it does start at the top with, yeah. with being able to loan based on zip code more appropriately. Yeah, it's
2: trickle-down inequities. Yes, so <laughs> trickle-down <kind> inequities, <laughs> <laughs> just like Reagan always <laughs> said.
1: Um, any, any other thoughts on either subject? Uh, redlining uh, zip code school districts. I, I hope
2: it gets lighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is. Yeah, do we have really any questions about heavy. Sean's <laughs> dick, please, <laughs> please? All right, Wait, that's, no, that's that's the, the one time. time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we did it. I sorry, Sean. I burned your. <laughs> I burned your <laughs> yeah. joke too soon. <laughs> so early. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, it's once per yeah. episode,
4: so it should be. Yeah, uh, I board. can't really weigh in on this conversation anyway because I went to boarding school. So
2: yeah, I, I went to private school all, all my whole
4: life. I think that's the yes. only thing I would argue is. Uh, when Betsy De- DeVos is, right? I yeah. I don't know how to say her name. And trust me, I'm not, I'm
1: not arguing for the moral fiber of Betsy DeVos, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like I, This happens to be something that I I disagree with her less yeah. on. So, <laughs> char- <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
4: uh, charter schools can easily go either way, but she was, she specifically, from what I remember, and I could be wrong or just remembering one interview or one thing, she was specifically just talking up straight up private schools. So, my larger- That's where she made her money. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, yes, charter schools are one thing, they have their own issues, but private schools are <clears throat> typically religious in some way, um, whether it be Catholic, Christian, whatever. Yes. Um, and more or less, they are allowed to discriminate on a crazy level mm-hmm. still. Yeah. And i that's where I have my issue with the whole voucher thing, is like, I'm not going to let you... I, I would not be a proponent of letting you take voucher money to go to the school, which mm-hmm. literally is just like, you can't come here, you're gay. No. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I, and I, I completely don't mm-hmm. agree with the idea of voucher programs being able to go towards religious universities, yeah. religious institutions, because mm-hmm. that defeats the whole First Amendment of yeah. not establishing a state religion when you're allowed to yeah. take government money and use it to pay for that's a no. Catholic school. Yeah,
4: so that's my biggest yeah. issue with it. I think school choice is a good option. I mean, if I didn't go to boarding school... Uh, I'd be a fucking mess. Mm. I can already tell you that. No. Mm. You don't say. <laughs> you would, certainly wouldn't be hosting
1: a podcast devoted to drinking wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not at all. It would be Brach. <laughs> no, I'd probably be dead, honestly. It'd be Brach. It'd be Tim at home with a microphone going like... I know. King of Hearts 3 is not that good. <laughs> not even plugged in. No. <laughs> just screaming he's into even
4: had a microphone plugged in and
3: nothing. He lives in yeah. like a cul-de-sac and he's just yelling out to
1: everybody around uh, him. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone, listen to me! <laughs> all right Your microphone's inflatable fuck you <laughs> like the big one from the yeah like i won this at dorney park uh, i
4: stole this from a wedding any other <laughs> damn it uh
1: <laughs> uh any any other thoughts on uh redlining or zip codes no all right I don't know to score this All right, boy i'm uh, actually
2: i'm i am glad that that came now and not, not later? Not later. Yeah. I like, could be cogent well. about it and not be like, Yeah. <laughs> a fucking idiot. Yeah, I know. Like, the third <laughs> one, yeah.
1: Like, the third one where I'm going like, Listen, man. I could say something really regrettable about the small districts in Wilmington. Uh, so, the third question is from Emily Cooper Tersich. Uh, and it says, "Women, Woman hero that you're not related to or sleeping with for Women's History Month. Actually, just say that with a vocal uptick at the end to indicate it's a question. <clears throat> woman hero? all right so uh hero of yours uh that you are not related to or uh in an intimate relationship with so you can't pick your mom
2: ruth bader ginsburg woman here. that's a good one
1: okay
2: yeah we have uh on the sly no one's supposed to know this so uh mr webster shut your ears but uh our the baby's room is gonna be Ruth bader ginsburg <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah dude that's, that's <laughs> awesome. awesome yeah like nice. we have like the uh the like when there are nine quote when she's talking about how many how many when will there be enough enough women on the supreme court mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah so it'll be on the slide so you won't be able to tell but it's not it's not gonna be like you know mm. but but for real i think that what she has done even just kind of shifting. More to the left, as she saw the the Supreme Court shifting to the right mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, and I I think you know all of the things that she's done. Yeah, just over like I, I, am in awe of her as a person having cancer and then going back onto the the bench immediately following treatment that's bonkers like yeah. she's a, a very strong person. making judgments
1: with a broken rib from her house straight the fuck up man yeah
2: like i <laughs> I, I have so much respect for her as a person and i i for real a
1: yeah hero of mine that's 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 really good um rbg's awesome uh there, there's two movies coming out uh there's already a movie coming out and then there's i think a documentary as well there or is that one already out?
2: now out already yeah right right
1: um because it was on the basis of sex yeah 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 good 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 on ruth bader ginsburg um, Vince, do you have a good pick for this?
0: Um, You're allowed to pick the I same mean, people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not if you also want to pick RBG, <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you want to go Sandra Day O'Connor and go Republican, you can absolutely <laughs> do the, that.
0: The notorious RBG is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Given more time, I could probably think of a... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> a so good that's that is that, part of yeah. the issue. Welcome to yeah, yeah, yeah. the Brose podcast, man. The issue um, that we're
2: talking about is that but you
1: just don't Just sitting
0: here listening to Sean talking.
1: Um... See that's that's another lesson you have to learn. We don't listen to each other. <laughs> yeah, None of us listen. To no, 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 I was barely listening. <laughs> fair, okay, fair. Good. good. You got uh, it. Right. What does any does anyone else have? Because Did do you know that Edgar Wright, wrote Scott
3: Pilgrim. <laughs> that's
1: what we want to do. Is we have the, 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 the Who's Your Woman hero and immediately bring up Edgar Wright. <laughs> that's what we want to do. It's, it's a running uh, gag now. It
3: has to be said at least. It's our per bit. Session.
1: Um, boy, I th- there are a few that I, that come to mind in terms of uh, if. Sean got me thinking politics. So, like I'm thinking, like like Tulsi Gabbard served in in the military, and now she's a she's a congresswoman from Hawaii and she might run for she's gonna run for president. So I mean that's one. Um in in the realm of media, I've always been a fan of like the the, the Donna's back in the day. I'm gonna be honest with you, Allison Robertson was a kick-ass guitar player. Sure so yeah. love, sure love, yeah. love that. Um oh boy. I had to pick one. There's a, there's a, there's a rapper from Minneapolis named Dessa who absolutely kicks ass and I love her music. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. She's, she's really good. Um, boy, it's hard to pick one because that, yeah, I, I, Ruth Barry Ginsburg is an awesome pick and it's hard for me to sort of top that off the top of my head. Um, while I'm thinking, does anybody else have a, a, any top of mind, either politics, uh, acting, entertainment, anything along those lines any anybody it doesn't again it can it does not have to be uh, a national figure it can be local or something like
4: that i'm just gonna say rbg all right uh for pretty much every reason that sean's already stated Mm -hmm. Uh, i think she's just had a fantastic career and has so much strength of character Mm -hmm. i think that's fantastic Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. uh since you brought up gabbard uh one of the other people that i thought of that's in congress right now is uh Tammy Duckworth.
1: Oh, yeah. Tammy Duckworth is um, a good one.
0: I can't remember what state she's from.
1: but uh, Wisconsin, I think? It's it's, it's Midwest. It's, yeah,
0: it's in the Midwest. Okay. But she was representative, I believe, and then she won a Senate seat mm-hmm. and then had a baby and brought her onto the Senate floor for the first time yeah. in the history of the Senate. Yeah. Pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Um, And I mean, I'm sure plenty of women look up to her, not to mention the fact that she lost both her legs mm-hmm. fighting in our military. Military so service, yep. Uh, she would be a very... Good selection
1: mm-hmm. um rich do you have do you have some thoughts
3: um i the question was heroes or w- women
1: heroes women yes heroes women that heroes.
2: you're not related to or
1: or it, uh, want to sleep be, like, with. yeah <laughs> sleeping with want but, to sleep with
3: like on like the hero spectrum like i don't really know a lot of like political or like a lot of like inspirational like in a way like i can think of and this might be very silly, but you might enjoy this. Laura Bailey and uh, Ashley Johnson from Critical Role—they're two amazing voice actors and actresses. Yeah, like they're—they're. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I look up to them because mm-hmm. that is something that I would want to try to get into. Sure. And they're Laura Bailey is an amazing voice actress. Okay.
1: Like who does, her, who does she? So she you said Critical
3: Critical Role. So she plays uh, Vexalia and Jester. She was in Uncharted Four mm-hmm. as uh, Nadine. Uh she's been in tons of video games and anime. She was in Full Metal Alchemist. She was in Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who she was in Dragon Ball Z, but she's she's an amazing voice actress and her uh accent work is on, on point. Like mm-hmm. So yeah, trying to take it a little bit off the political spectrum. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean it can be from any field, honestly. Yeah. Like, her and Ashley Johnson, they're Amazing actresses that I'm like Is Ashley Johnson was she Cora? Um from Legend of Cora. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. She's uh uh, 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 uh Ellie from
2: um Last of Us. Last of Us. Oh mm. oh um uh oh my god, Ellen Page.
3: Ellen Page. Oh, I'm gonna yeah, pick yeah. Ellen mm-hmm. yeah. El- yeah.
2: O- outside of the political Ellen Page and Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Two heroes of mine mm-hmm. that are outside of the political spectrum. Well, I mean, they get involved in it, but it's. I think being a woman in entertainment, you are forced to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. the the one the one I, I thought of one that I was poking around for my phone because I'm like I, <laughs> I I know exactly what I'm thinking of Becky Hammond, um, who is an assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs right now, and is is been getting interviews uh, for NBA head coaching jobs. Uh, more than likely, she's going to be the first head coach, uh, first uh, woman head coach in NBA history. And uh, listen. My, my thought on any assistant coach, uh, uh, regardless of sex, if Greg Popovich likes you, you're probably good. <laughs> so, if Greg Popovich is going, yeah, Becky Hammond should be a head coach in the NBA, you probably, you probably kick ass. Yeah. So, and, yeah.
0: And of the four major sports, I feel like the NBA is the most lax when it comes to different social
1: Oh, they they let players issues. do, like, they, they give their players a big old platform and they let them do whatever they want. Yeah. With it. yeah. I, well,
0: and I'm talking about, like, the fans, too. They're not as, like, crazy. As well, <laughs> I mean, every sports fan's crazy, yeah, but sure. I, I feel like NBA fans are definitely more open to having different mm-hmm. things, like a female head coach. Yeah,
1: as long as you're not in Utah, typically they're fine with wow. yeah. <laughs> Um Okay, good good stuff. A- any other thoughts? Any uh, sort of straggler? Honorable mention to uh,
3: Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mm-hmm. I, like, She's
2: done a lot. She's... I think she's like a millennial hero, too. She's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like she's she's
1: younger than everybody at this table except for Tim. Um, who's fourteen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah fifteen, bitch. <laughs> and, and, and again, that's a that's a regardless of politics thing, where like it's whether whether you agree with the Green New Deal or whatever she's thinking of. Like she's twenty eight years old, and she's ran for Congress and beat like a long standing Democratic stalwart in her in her district, and is you know now the face of like sort of the new wave of the yeah, Democratic Party. That yeah, that's a, that's enormous. She's twenty years old. That, yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Amen to that. So uh, the next question, and of course, I, oh, man, here we go. <laughs> oh my God. It's like 12 lines. It was is the it your brother or is it Troutman?
2: It was the worst of times. It was the best <laughs> of times. It was the worst of times.
1: They call uh, me Ishmael. <laughs> it's I call just, you rich. Yeah, it's just the whole Gettysburg address. Um, so this question says, what are your thoughts on the term benevolent sexism, which refers to sexism that is not hostile but is based on the fact that women are weaker and unable to handle certain responsibilities and are better suited for others. Examples include the idea that women are quote-unquote naturally more kind, emotional, and compassionate, while men are quote-unquote naturally more rational, less emotional, and tougher mentally and physically. These beliefs may seem innocent, but are often are, Excuse me. Um these beliefs may seem innocent but often lead to beliefs that women should stay at home because they are naturally better caregivers or that women should take on emotional labor often in addition to regular job responsibilities at work and are expected to be more polite and apologetic. Consider, women have more motherly nurturing instincts, women are more compassionate and men are assholes. <laughs> uh oh, first agree. of all uh considering uh men are assholes is absolutely the the uh subtext of the bros a podcast it is absolutely our, our second <laughs> oh, yeah. line
4: yeah i think okay. we've nailed that one. Quite
1: oh yeah intense. come on man uh so so is
3: that from anybody uh no, no it's not listed from anybody. So, so, so
2: this is actually this is something that we're mary and i are dealing with right now because i get more parental leave than she does because they, they recently switched it up because it used to be uh you would get maternity leave and you would get like Uh, You know, however many weeks, usually on a rolling, like I've been at the company this long, you get this much. And then uh, the men will get two weeks period flat. Uh, Where I work now, the primary caregiver gets 16 weeks and the secondary caregiver gets two. Hmm. And so they did that. They changed it because uh, of, um, you know, if it's two men who adopt a child, one of them has to get the amount of time off. Mm -hmm. But Mary doesn't get any leave at her job. So what we're what we're planning to do is I will be designated as the primary caregiver because she doesn't get any time off. She has to take disability for a couple of weeks to re- recover from fucking surgery. Yeah. And then so I will be the pri- Like I'll be taking care of the kid for sixteen weeks. Mm-hmm. I told my parents this recently, and and my brother, and all of them gave me shit about it. Hmm. And they were like, they were. My brother was like, you're not going to get promoted doing that. And it's like, and I think. This kind of non like that kind of idea that like Mary should be doing that. Yeah. Like I think what's implicit in all of that is that that's Mary's job to be taking that time off.
1: And if Mary were off for that time, it would not be a problem. Yeah. if Mary took it because she's the because mom.
2: she's the mom, and you're 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 the, you're the mom. You're supposed to be maternal. It's like yeah, but I am also a parent of this child. <laughs> yeah.
3: It took two of you to make
2: this <laughs> child. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: You are equally as. Uh, uh, what's the word? Invested in this child as I as mean, she is responsible. Yeah, irresponsible. I mean, let's, let's, That's let's the word Let's be real yeah.
2: that Mary's carrying this baby all the time, and so like just by virtue of that, I think there is a there's gonna be a disparity in how connected. But like. I don't think, I think it's ridiculous to be like, the woman should take that and then also incur the penalties that you're saying that I will incur. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, so if you're saying that I won't be offered promotions because I took the amount of leave that is offered to me, mm-hmm. what you are, what is implicit in that is that if she, you're, if Mary were to take it, she also would not be offered this promotion, but it would be okay because she's the mom. And I right. think that's the kind of benevolent yeah. sexism that you're talking about where like, not only are you expecting her to do that, but then take hits to her career because.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and it's, and it's sexism, but it's a positive sexism. It's sort of like the, you know, well, it's, like the 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 stereotype that if you're Asian, you're good at math or something like that. Like, yeah. well, the, oh, well, I'm I'm being, you know, that's a good thing. It's good to assume yeah. that, but like, yeah, it's still kind of it's still stereotyping <laughs> yeah, You're still being a like, You're still assuming that everybody. <laughs> yeah. You still just because it's good. Like if it was if there was a stereotype that all white people were just like incredible, like if all of them could just dunk like, just throw down sweet windmill dunks. <laughs> yeah, if, that's still a stereotype. And we're all Woody Harrelson.
2: We're all... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to be Woody Harrelson. His life is, it's, in his
3: situation with his life, it's weird. But it's still no. something you end up,
1: you, you walk into no, it, no even if you're assuming something good, you're walking into it with a set of assumptions based on somebody's sex, based on somebody's based on somebody's race. So, I, I mean, thoughts on the subject? Don't do it as much. Yeah. Like, I, I like, that, that's my thought I, on it. Like, it's I know it exists, and I
3: feel like it's bullshit that it does.
2: Well, and but I think also I think we all fall into it. I think like like with the should women not be allowed to uh, like when we're talking about the draft, right? The draft, yeah. Like should they be limited? It's like well, that's it's benevolent for them because they probably will take less combat roles, take less fatalities, yeah, uh, play less Mortal Kombat. <laughs> 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 but like, but like I think like that's is I don't know if they benefit from it. It's it's a, it's a harder call, but I think you gotta kind of just
4: yeah. yeah. So I don't know why I didn't bring this up before when we were talking about the draft, but um, it was last summer, and I want to say it was the Navy SEALs, but they let in the first two women ever. Yeah, and it made To it the like, Navy or for the Navy the 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 okay, right, yeah. specifically. And <laughs> yes, man. Like I said, I'm need. not <laughs> <talking> <laughs> man, Yeah, dumb shit. Um, and I'm not. I'm not sure if it's the Navy SEALs. It's just one of those.
2: Or like the Green Berets. One of those like elite units.
4: Yeah, one of
1: those elite units. Um, and
4: I think
2: it was SEAL Team Six.
1: Specifically it wasn't like SEAL Team Six. Six. It wasn't. It was I not. It was not, it was that. not. It was not. They retired SEAL Team Six. Like I feel like they they've done their job. They put their banner up and in now the. Now SEAL <laughs> Team Six <TVs laughs> is good. Yeah, like <laughs> they were, t- we retired that. It's time. not getting um, any better. <laughs> that number is retired. Yeah.
4: But when it happened, there was a ton of news around it because they were like, "Whoa, women doing this thing." why and even the seals that we're going to be serving with them are like uh they're held to all of the same standards we yeah. are it's not like oh they get the easy path in it's like no they still have to do all the same pt pass all the same tests with the same weights same fucking everything so and, and, and all of them are like listen i'm not concerned that she's not going to be able to drag my ass out of a field because i've watched her do it sure in training so yeah. it's like no, this is a nonsense news article just to stir yeah. something up and draw attention away from something else. So, like a lot of people, will kind of like what you were saying, it's like, oh, it's 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 not that, not it's not that bad, but it's coming from like a good place. It's like, oh yeah, you're more n- mothering. It's like mm-hmm. that's mostly condescending. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you think it's a good thing, right? Yeah, but more or less, you're telling the person, here's your cast.
1: This is yeah. where you stay. Sure. The, the, the thought I've got, the, the immediate thought that I have, because I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like the four chan commenter listening to our podcast, because you know we're big on four chan, um, <laughs> is, uh, is um, the idea to say like, well, listen, if we're being chivalrous, like chivalry is sort of a form of, of generous sexism, but it's like. But then just treat everybody that way, like you know, like it's like, oh, you're supposed to hold the door for women. You expect us to hold the door for women, and then also treat like let us hold the door for everybody. Like tr- treat everybody like a normal human being. Like offer to pay for dinner for everybody. Yeah. Like you're you're okay to treat everybody like you're a nice person instead of an asshole, uh, regardless of of whether they're a man or a woman. Like you're you're okay to do yeah. to treat everybody in a good way.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of times the the, the the like undertone in a lot of that stuff, like chivalry, is like then you get to fuck. Yeah. You're not really being nice to someone. You're just trying to fuck them. And no. It's the whole, whole argument that ch- oh, chivalry... It's like networking, but for sex. <laughs> yeah. It's the
4: argument that chivalry's dead because of feminism. It's like, uh, no, I mean, chivalry... Chivalry's not dead because Chivalry's dead is because, like, people are just, like, expecting you to not be an asshole and you, like... But where's my thank you? Yeah. (laughs) Where's my cooch that I deserve for
1: holding (laughs) the door? Yeah. Yeah. You get like a nice handshake at the end of the night, and that's all you deserve. It's
4: it's more or less a sense of entitlement to a reward for doing something that's just not being a shitty
1: human being. Sure. Yeah. Um, Any other thoughts on on sort of benevolent sexism, benevolent rich, anything like that? (laughs) I already said it's bullshit. uh, Vince.
0: I'm sitting here listening. I agree with everything you guys are saying. I'm kind of looking at it. Through the lens of um how old you are okay. i feel like definitely as as we are millennials mm-hmm. older millennials but still millennials mm-hmm. um i feel as though our generation and the generations behind us aren't i mean there's going to be sexist people no matter where you go mm-hmm. but i feel like it has definitely changed compared to the baby boomer generation you know generations before them and I think that it's something that eventually, slowly through time, has changed and will continue to change. And I mean I, I think we're kind of pushing it out of certain places, so
4: um I agree, which is, is makes it especially more jarring when someone who is our age or even younger Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, it is that weird. Do not triples.
1: live in our era. It's almost considered like a safe form of like old school. Because like I, in my office, after I got back from my honeymoon, they gave me like a belated like congratulations on getting married card, and uh, there was a signature from from a woman who's a, about my age, actually a little bit younger, who put "Remember, happy wife, happy life." And it's like, really, you're, <laughs> you were born when I was. Like, you are still going with this. Well, yeah, <laughs> like it's it's almost like it's a safe thing. It's like that's okay, but yeah. uh, you know, I don't know so anyway so good stuff good uh stuff. i think we have time for maybe like one more we have uh two more in here i think we've got enough time for one more and then we'll uh will we've, we've got a sponsor for the end of this show yes. and then we'll wrap this up
3: well, this sponsor's gonna love this show oh my
1: God. <laughs> um what does weird flex but okay mean that's my I fa-
2: don't fucking no it's one of my uh, favorite things yeah it's like my it's like I feel like Weird Flex, but okay, and Yeet are my two favorite young, young <laughs> people things. They're my two oh, okay. favorite young people things. And Tim and, yeah. and I disagree on Yeet, but it's okay. <laughs> <That's> all right. <laughs> I get it.
1: Old Man Casnell asks, what is Yeet?
2: Yeet is uh, to
1: throw. To yeet. You yeet. Okay.
4: yeet it over there, you throw it over there. That's what it Which, should be, yeah. but that is not how people fucking use it. How, how do it, they it, use it? it? For fucking everything. Oh, okay. They use oh, it like, like, like John, John, but as a verb. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's like, over, no.
1: So you yeeted that John over that John over so there? If, if they just use it as so like throwing, I'd be slightly
4: less annoyed. But the fact that every time I've run into it, it except for like a story that Rich has told, yeah. it's never used for throwing and it pisses me off so
2: much. Well, that, I mean, you could say like I yeeted down to the store. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you I, know what? Weird flex, bro, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> and, 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 Who would like to
1: defend weird flex, but okay? Defend? Uh, uh, define, define, <laughs> not defend. I I, was <laughs> say, I don't think anyone's against I it. I think no.
3: weird, weird flex, but okay, it's just like, you know what? I don't agree with you, or, or it's not, I don't agree agree with you, but it's like, you have a different take on it, and I'm just going to let I, you do I, I that because it's, it's not negative. So
2: I think a weird flex, but okay, is like when you're like, uh... Like when you when you take something unrelated to to like boost your your uh, your clout when like, you're like like
4: completely unrelated
2: yeah completely unrelated I'm baller
4: at this thing that has nothing to do with this subject yeah yeah I've like, always okay. seen
1: it as like it's a weird thing to brag about where it's like uh, I mean I only eat like one can of cat food a day personally <laughs> yeah or like you know, yeah, like, like, you know yeah. I, like trying I'm, to brag about something there's no there's no sense I'm, in you bragging about
3: I'm a I'm more versed in this topic because I got third place
1: in Tetris 99. So. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. yeah, weird flex. <laughs> yeah, weird okay. flex. But okay, yeah, yeah <laughs> show like 30. Jesus. I'm great at puzzle games. I got 55th on Tetris 99. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the way
0: I look at it is that you, usually you're debating something, and then someone just brings something like so far out of yeah, the field that's yeah. not even in the field, right? To like make their argument stronger, and you're like. Okay, I guess that works.
1: Yeah, like if you are talking about the redlining thing, and somebody brings up, "Well, I worked for State Farm," and it's like, "All right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, fuck you, Jake." Uh, okay, noted, noted Bill. It's <laughs> yeah. Jake. Oh, it's Jake now. Okay, <laughs> right, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that there's a couple of different possibilities. I think it's basically just you're 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 bringing up an unrelated qualification, or you're bragging about something that really
2: has no bearing upon the thing you're talking no
1: bearing and also maybe you shouldn't be bragging about it like um all right so we do have one more i think we'll table the last question for episode two or three depending on our time for for episode 9.1 9.2 9.3 um but we do have a sponsor for this week's episode i believe right
3: yeah uh this sponsor reached out to me uh today's episode was fetched by dogs every five minutes your dog will be will beg to be let outside just to turn around and want you to be brought want to be brought back in it's not too cold or too hot. They were just standing by the door to try to trick you to give them a treat. You're smarter than they are. You won't fall for that. Look how cute they are, though. Look at them begging for a treat. They did something right. They deserve that treat. Dogs, the adorably sweet animal that's rolled better than a cat. Squirrel. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which one is the Coke? Uh, the cats are probably the Pepsi of this thing, right? Where dogs are the Coke. Is this uh, is this because we got we have of course the ad for cats a couple weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think we're going by this. Dogs are probably the Coke and cats are the Pepsi. Yeah. And I say this as a cat owner. No, no, no. Can <laughs> we go the other way yeah, around? Dogs
3: are
0: because- Coke. You're Cap- assuming
1: Coke is better than Pepsi. Coke is better than Pepsi.
0: Mm, yeah. well, They're more, the more no, like the established no, no, no. Stuff. I'm, I'm saying,
4: can we do it the other way where dogs are Pepsi? Can we do that? <laughs> well, what, no. You're I'm allergic so. to cats. Why are you saying that? Because Pepsi's delicious. That's my point. I agree 100%.
0: Pepsi
1: <laughs> came out with a whole ad campaign bragging about their inferiority complex. Because they had that whole ad campaign with Steve Carell where the waitress goes, is Pepsi okay? And they turn it into like a well, rallying yeah, cry. Yeah. You, know, like, like, right. you don't do that Why? if you you're the what? winner. The cats, champs don't do one that. one misstep. Right, you, know right. okay, Co- you know what the you know what Coke does? They put out that same goddamn polar bear every year at the Super Bowl, and people are okay with it because it's Coke. Pepsi <laughs> has to get like Cardi and B, B and Steve Carell. They
4: fucking copyrighted
1: Santa Claus.
4: What the okay, fuck? We're getting a little <laughs> off
0: topic. Dogs are better than cats. That's just true. A fact. Yeah, right. you know what? Cats are Coke.
3: Dogs are Dr Pepper. There you go. Mm. In Matt's world, I
1: mean, I'm a. a, You're going right at my heart there. (laughs) Oh my god.
4: Well, anyway, dogs are Dr Pepper, cats are DDP. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Just for
1: Matt. Uh so that's the end of episode nine dot one. If you'd like to submit a question to any of us for any of our episodes, you can submit them to brosequestions at gmail dot com. Uh Rich, if people want to find more of your uh really incorrect opinions about dogs and cats, uh where can they where can they see you on
3: Twitter? Uh I'm on Twitter at, at B
4: underscore Walnuts. Uh Tim. Uh at Tim R. Hansen. Uh Sean? At hey,
2: it's sob.
1: Vince, <laughs> just kidding yeah. out. No, okay. At Vince's
0: head on Twitter,
1: right? <laughs> uh, that's true. Vince's <laughs> head.
0: Uh, no, I do have a Twitter handle. Oh. I never use it though. It's at the Gaida.
1: Well, there we go. So, I,
4: at Vince's head. <laughs> Underscore in the middle
1: of it. Re- really selling it to the audience. I don't post. I never log on. Uh, follow Vince Guida's head on Twitter. G-U-I-D-A-S. Uh, for, for all of your, your head-related inquiries. Uh, I am on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast, of course, is available at Brose underscore podcast and our facebook page is of course brose podcast special thanks of course uh to shannon vogel photography for doing our logo and for doing uh, our logo shout
3: out shout out to her as well because she donated my mm. bottle of wine for this week oh. hold on I, I, I want to
1: call you out of the carpet on this What you sent us to, the message was shannon would like to donate a bottle of wine to the podcast well, the <laughs> who to... drank the wine rich <laughs> <laughs> hold,
3: on, hold on they actually bought two bottles uh-huh. but her husband dropped them and one shattered Uh, And also the only reason I took it is because it has an animal on it and it's like my
4: theme. So I just want to, uh, again, miss for the last two, three, by By Shannon
1: wanted to donate two bottles to the podcast, wound up being Shannon's husband got one bottle of wine for you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, special thanks to Shannon. A great supporter of the show. Obviously uh, designed our fantastic logo. Mary O'Brien compiles our questions. The theme music for Brose is when by Steven Seibert uh, from Free Music Archive.
2: (laughs) Do we have do to do 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 jump do that out? No, nah, I just figured I'd write
1: it. That seems like a thing that people do. Um, uh, Rich, you also host the One Crest podcast. Yeah,
3: right? it's a podquest. You can find it
2: everywhere.
1: I technically still host the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast, and recently, um, I will be. I, I just started producing the Under Pressure podcast uh, about uh, pregnancy and preeclampsia. Um just to put a capper on a really uh <laughs> a really <clever laughs> episode. Uh but uh but Under Pressure is a great podcast series uh that I'll be producing over the next couple of months with uh with my with my old professor and colleague Christine Weatherston at Temple University. Um please go listen to it. We'll have the the next episode up very shortly.
3: Congratulations on that, Bob. thank you. Thank Way you,
1: to go, thank bro. you. Yeah, they, they, it was a weird it was a weird situation where she was trying to like uh we were submitting a grant for it and she was like, All right, and I gotta put your title. So are you um like the the producer of Brose? <laughs> and I was like, so wait a minute. You're aware that Brose exists and you want this to happen still? You still want me to do this? Are you sure? Are you sure about this? So, uh, but, but anyway, so very excited to start that. Uh, and again, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and anywhere you can get podcasts. Uh, is There are great locations to find the Brose podcast. Um, everybody, say goodbye to the listeners.
3: Goodbye. Bye.
1: Goodbye so, to
4: the listeners, everyone. Sorry, Richie didn't do it. I was waiting to see what <laughs> was going on. For, you know, I've done it so many times. I'm ready for somebody else to do it.
1: For Rich Sweeten, Tim Hanson, Sean O'Brien, uh, Vince Gaida, my name is Matt Casnell, saying have a great night, and as always, a very pleasant tomorrow. Ciao. Ciao. Right. Open
3: that damn door, it's hot.